The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Personal Finance brought to you by IG Markets. IG Markets South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. CFD losses can exceed your deposits. Warren Ingram, Personal Finance Advisor and Executive Director at Galileo Capital. Good evening to you, Warren. Good evening, Warren. Hi. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> um, wh- <laughs> one of the most overused words in the last two years has to be unprecedented. That has come up in every single address by a politician, a businessman, uh, even a child at a school, for Pitt's sake. Uh, were the events of 2020 and 2021 really that unique and new? Well, well, I think for, for all of us, I think pretty much everyone alive, you, you know, living through a pandemic was definitely new and, 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 and definitely something, you know, that, that the world really hasn't seen, you know, since, since let's say, 1918, 1919. But a stock market crash, uh, certainly something that almost all of us have lived through, and multiple stock market crashes in a short period of time are, are definitely something that, uh, that that we are accustomed to if you've been in markets for five or 10 years. So I must say it was hugely frustrating for me to listen to stock market commentators all around, you know, you know whether it's global or local, saying, you know, unprecedented uh, stock market crash, unprecedented view, uh, you know, events of what's going on. In, uh, because actually a stock market crash is uh, usually caused by human beings reacting in panic to some unforeseen news, something unanticipated. Uh, and so, um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, when the pandemic hits and people, you know, start to panic, um, what happens is stock markets actually act in a very normal, very uh, usual and, and very, you know, consistent way, which is they fall apart. Uh, and then, you know, after a period of time, logic and reason start to overtake, uh, you know, the panic. And, and that's all absolutely consistent, all absolutely normal and definitely not unprecedented. One has to say, though, and we, we saw this recently when uh, the South African scientists uh, announced that there's a new variant, the Omicron, which then the World Health Organization uh, declared a variant of interest following its announcement. What happened immediately was irrational, where we were banned from traveling to anywhere in the world and anyone traveling to South Africa would have to go over hoops in order to leave their countries. Uh, What it told me is that that was driven primarily by fear and some would argue greed, the response, uh, sending the markets to um, movements in the variants and all of that over the last two years. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. You know, if you look at uh, if you look at fear and greed, you know, th- those are the base emotions that hit uh, hit investors in in all extremes, whether it's good or bad. You know, and I think you know in South Africa, certainly, fear was a, a huge trigger for us. You know, in in terms of you know, the, the, let's say March last year when the world went into lockdown, we had that really hectic lockdown you know, where, where basically the, the economy was switched off and, and people went into starvation in large numbers. And, and you know, that kind of fear uh, did, did cause markets to, to, to react really badly. Uh, the, the problem is that, you know, in the short term, the, the, the market can be like, a bit like a voting machine, but over long periods of time, it becomes a bit more like a, a scale. You know, it actually starts to weigh things up. Uh, and, and certainly that's what I felt was, you know, happened, you know, which was normal. Uh, and then, you know, if we see the recovery from that, we, we suddenly saw a lot of almost irrational exuberance where, where investors, especially globally, just started to do crazy things. You know, if we look at the, the, the performance of 
things like you know Bitcoin and Ethereum and you know and a whole range of different cryptocurrencies, and 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 that's where greed kicked in. And and to me, not not just normal greed, but also I mean, it, it almost sounds like we're giving a biblical lesson here. But we didn't just have greed; we had envy because you know people were looking at their neighbors and saying, "Gee, you know, I know someone who bought." Their cryptos and and suddenly they're worth tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of of rands, you know, and, and and they didn't spend that much to get all that money. I'm missing out, you know. It's time for me to jump in, and and then we had another very nice overtraded word, uh, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out, and and that drove you know in, investors all the way through, you know, whether it was as I say, cryptos or we we had a whole of these crazy um, you know shares going going mad in America uh, on, on platforms like Robinhood, you know, where where investors were buying. Businesses that were basically worthless, because someone on Reddit was saying it's a great business and it's going to shoot up. And then, as it started to shoot up, more and more people would look at social media and say, "I'm missing out. I need to buy." And and what happened to those shares, unfortunately, was they shot up and then fell over again and went all the way back down. So so you know we just see the cycle repeating itself over and over again. It's it's you know eventually markets are are driven by those two base emotions: fear and greed. And and it takes quite some time for for logic and reason to to kick in and and overtake that again. And and you know I, I mean I don't want to you know um, play down the pandemic and what's been going on. It's had a massive you know human cost to to all of us. But but you know the commentators who've been looking at, at at the investment world certainly you know didn't do themselves any favors. Didn't do investors any favors. You know they, they should have been much more rational in their in their views to say. Look, you know the reason why we're 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 having a, a correction or a crash at the moment is new, but all, almost always, you know, crashes happen for some new reason. And and so in that instance, don't panic. You know, stay the course. Uh, you know, use your common sense, which we know is unusual in in difficult times. But whatever you do, don't don't expect that this time it's different because that's just not true. You know, it's not unprecedented, and, and markets. They always recover from issues like this. You know, they, they always bounce. Uh, and and look at the rand. You know, when it blew out to kind of 17 to the dollar, people were in absolute panic. And all of a sudden, it, you know, started to recover and come all the way back down to 14.50, and then blow out again and come back down again. And you know, that that cycle just seems to continuously repeat itself. And unfortunately, we, we you know, as as investors, as a collective, we don't seem to learn this lesson that you know we should just not panic or or get too greedy. You know, think things will right themselves again. Because what is 100% true is that those who focused, who stuck to a clear strategy and maintained their consistent view were probably the big winners in the investing race. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, you know, I think you know, just a very simple you know, comment. Someone who said, you know, I, I need to have you know, my, my money in shares, and you know, whether that bought the top 40 index or just a general equity in a trust, if they hadn't panicked in all of this, you know, they're probably up you know, well over forty percent from from March last year to to now, and uh, and doing very well, and you know, kind of smiling. Look, look at the JSE in the, in the last months; it's reached all time highs, and and they did nothing clever. You know, they just stayed invested, stuck to a, a very simple, very basic strategy. Whereas people who were trying to second guess what was going to go on and, and were chopping and changing based on on a headline or you know a, a scary WhatsApp story, those are the people that unfortunately lost a lot of money. So, so my view is, uh, you know, being simple in your investment strategy doesn't mean that you're being dumb. You know, it actually means that you can be pretty clever. And and then I guess I, I, it's time for the confession booth. You know, if I look at what's gone on in the last while, you know, um, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm the cleverest guy around and that I got it all right. 
Um, I'm certainly really grumpy that I missed out on on the way that Tesla performed. I wish I'd bought a lot more, <laughs> a lot earlier. You know, I think um, you know, you know the the size and scale of what they're doing in that business. It's not just about cars. You know, it's not, it's it's a lot broader than that. And and I, I think that they certainly got it right. Uh, but but at the same time, you know, I'm 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 equally comfortable that I've missed out on the crypto space because I still think. Uh, for now, you know, just being a, a crypto speculator is is not a great idea. I I don't think for my own money that, that I'm going to make uh, you know a lot of money in cryptos over a decade. But but I do think um, you know before before the social media blows up and and your WhatsApp line starts going crazy, uh, I, I do think real businesses with with fantastic opportunities will emerge from this crypto space. I just don't think we're going to get it from you know, speculating on, on cryptos doubling or halving, you know, every three days or every or, or every six months. I think that's a absolutely sure way to, to to lose money for people that don't understand the space. And 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 the truth is most people don't understand how cryptos work, you know, let, let alone what drives the prices of those assets. So if you don't understand, stay out is is really the short answer. It's the best advice you could give me because I don't understand it. So therefore, I have been staying very well clear of cryptocurrency. Uh, My guest this half hour is Warren Ingram, personal financial advisor and executive director at Galileo Capital, reflecting, of course, on the last two years and how um, fear and greed have been the main driving forces in how we've responded to the investment decisions we've made. Raul in Hout Bay, after the break, uh, Warren will be answering your question. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Warren, as always, you get to answer a question from a listener. And somebody has offshore USD investment portfolio that has performed rather nicely in the past year or so. The return on investment year to date has been around 21%. Um, and his advice, investment advisor is earning a whopping 2.12% monthly on that. Um, he also owes a bank uh, a chunk of money on his vehicle installment sale with another 45 months to go. Um, he has a decent interest rate of 6.25% but almost uh, 14,000 rand that goes off his account every month is a bit of a niggle to him. Uh, he says from what he's heard of, uh, often repeated on this show by the experts, the traditional teaching is that one should pay off one's debts as soon as possible. And this seems to make sense. Uh, his investment advisor has other ideas, though, and is asking for a penny for your thoughts, Warren. I must say, I don't think the listener is going to like my answer. Um, I, I think just a couple of things. One of them is that I'm 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 pretty sure that that two point one two percent fee uh, is 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 not accurate. In other words, I think that's the cost for the advisor, the funds, administration, all of that stuff. You know, it's it's a total fee. It's not um, not just what the advisor is earning. Um, but but you know, you've got to ask yourself some questions. If you you know if you've got um, you know, a car that you're financing over a period like, you know, 45 months, I think that's a very long time to to be financing a car, firstly. And secondly, paying 14,000 rand a month on a car is a heck of a lot of money. Uh, and, and so, you know, cashing in investments, bringing them back uh, from, from overseas is one option, but, but the other option really is actually sell the car. Uh, you know, you, you shouldn't be buying such an expensive car. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, and, and actually, you know, it doesn't matter that the interest rate is 6.25%. To sacrifice investment so that you can, uh, you, you know, you can drive a, you know, frankly far too expensive car, just 
just defies logic in all honesty. So I'm sorry to be so blunt, but but if you want my thoughts and you're going to give me a penny for them, that that's the penny is <laughs> I think your advisor is telling you the right thing. And what your advisor should have said was, I'm sorry, you know, sell your car. That's the biggest mistake you've made. You know, having quality investments, uh, especially, you know, if you've got diversification is, is sensible to me. You know, spending 14 grand a month on a car, um, I nearly fell off my chair when I read this. It's crazy. Uh, don't do it. Doesn't make sense. Buy, you know, if you're going to pay expensive cars, you buy them in cash. Uh, don't finance them, please. It's crazy. <laughs> well, he owes you a penny now. Um, let's finish off with the phrase of the week. What is oversold? So, so oversold is, um, it's a technical term that, uh, that, that a lot of uh, traders will use when they'll say, you know, that, uh, you know, a share, let's say, as an example, has been, has been sold down very rapidly. And, and let's say that, you know, the, the fair price for the share might be 50 rand uh, and, and suddenly it just drops all the way down to, you know, five rand as, as, a, as a ridiculous example. Then a trader would say, well, we, we think the share is oversold. You know, possibly the price you know should should be you know thirty five rand, and and so they'll actually be be making the comment that it's oversold because they they believe that 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 there is a good possibility that it will bounce off those levels and and actually go up again, uh, you know, back to a, be, a better level. So it usually describes something that's been sold far too fast, uh, far too quickly, and far too low, uh, and and then has the ability to to recover. Obviously, it's a prediction. So just be careful if you're an investor that, you know, if you're listening to someone say that something's oversold, don't just, uh, you, you know, take it at face value. You know, they, they could be completely wrong. It could go from 50 bucks to zero and, and never recover. So, so just, you know, it, it's, a, it's an important piece of jargon that people throw about as if, you know, it's an, a statement of fact. But in truth, it's, it is a prediction and all predictions should be treated uh, with the same way we, we take weather predictions, you know, be, be careful and be skeptical. They're not always right. Warren, all is a joy. Thank you very much for joining us this uh, evening. Warren, of course, will be back in a week's time. Warren Ingram, a personal financial advisor, as well as the executive director at Galileo Capital.